This is Heavenly Gospels Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Pastor Corey is back with another amazing word titled Overcoming Bad News. Hope you enjoy. Father, we thank you for your faithfulness. We we thank you, Lord, for your love and your heart that is for us, how you meticulously take care of us. God, we thank you, Lord, for your consistency. And we declare this morning that a consistent God deserves a consistent praise. That whether we're on the valley or the mountain, whether we're on the high high place or a low place, wherever we are, God, we have made it our business. We have made it our determination that we'll bless you anyway. That as the word declares, I will bless the Lord at all times, not just good times, not when things are going well, but I will bless you. So, Father, we bless your name this morning. God, we bless your name this morning. Father, you've been good to us. You've been better to us than we've been to ourselves. So, Father, we say thank you for being the good God you are. Father, over the next few moments, we invite you in this place to speak to our hearts, wherever we may be, all over this nation different rooms in different places speak to our hearts and give us a word that will forever change not just our today but our tomorrow and it's in Jesus name we pray amen and amen come on and put those blessed hands together We're going to dive right into the word. I have so much to unpack. And so if you have your Bibles, if you don't, you can look along the screen to Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 4. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 4. And it reads, thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all who were carried away captive, whom I have caused to be carried away from Jerusalem to Babylon. He says, build houses and dwell in them. Plant gardens and eat their fruit. Take wives and beget sons and daughters. And take wives for your sons and give your daughters to husbands so that they may bear sons and daughters. That that you, watch this, may be increased there and not diminished. Verse 7 says, And seek the peace of the city where I have caused you to be carried away captive and pray to the Lord for it. For in its peace you will have peace. For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, do not let your prophets and your diviners who are in the midst deceive you nor listen to your dreams which you have caused to be dreamed for they prophesy falsely (laughs) to you in my name I have not sent them says the Lord for thus says the Lord after 70 years are completed at Babylon I will visit you and perform my good work towards you 
and calls you to return to this place. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will listen to you and you will seek me and find me. When you search for me with all of your heart, verse 14 says, I will be found by you, says the Lord. And I will bring you back from your captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and from all the places where I have driven you, says the Lord. And I will bring you to the place from which I've caused you to be carried away captive. Family, it is my assignment this morning to preach and teach from a subject titled this morning, Overcoming Bad News. Overcoming Bad News. Why don't you go ahead and write that in the chat. Somebody say, Overcoming Bad News. Family, you already know our theme over the past month and a half has been, it's our growing season. Yeah. And I've, I've tried to move on to another topic, but God is not done speaking to me on this subject. So we're going to continue to lean in on this subject matter today. Over the past few weeks, we've talked about how if we're going to grow, it's going to require us to overcome some things. We, we talked about overcoming adversity. Last week, we talked about how it is we overcome failure. Th this week, I, I want us to lean in on this subject title on how it is we overcome bad news, how it is we, we overcome the unexpected. <laughs> and I think this is a very important subject to have a conversation about because lifetimes can sometimes be a compilation where we face things that we did not expect. I mean, we're, we're in a season right now because we're facing something nobody saw coming. And it's one thing to be dealing with COVID-19, but it's another thing to be dealing with the effects of it. That, that as we've been in this season, we've not only ex experienced the loss of coming to church, some have experienced the loss of jobs, and some have unfortunately experienced the loss of a loved one and family. I've discovered that the course and the quality of our life is not just determined by how you handle what you see coming, but it's determined by how you handle what you don't see coming how it is you handle and overcome bad news. In our text this morning, God, he teaches us this exactly how we ought to. In this narrative, the children of Israel, they find themselves in Babylon, that, that God allowed a foreign king, Nebuchadnezzar, to take them captive because they kept turning their back on God. 
And this king, he takes them from their native country in Jerusalem and places them in captivity in Babylon. And while they were in Babylon, there are some prophets by the name of Ahab, Hananiah, and Zedekiah that come to the people while they're in Babylon and they prophesy to the people that they are going to be in this situation for two years max. That God is going to rescue them and that is not the case. That they were actually going to be in this situation for some time, kind of like 70 years. And God, he uses Jeremiah to prepare the people for the unexpected news that they're about to receive from him. He offers up four, four key points that I want us to consider this morning and on how it is we are to conduct ourselves whenever we hear bad news and if we're ever going to overcome the unexpected. The first thing we must do if we're going to overcome bad news, why don't you write this down in the chat? We got to stay productive. Somebody say stay productive. Verse 5, God tells them to build houses and dwell in them, plant gardens and eat their fruit, take wives and beget Sons and daughters. God, God saying, I'm getting ready to drop some bad news on you. And I'm getting ready to tell you something you don't want to hear. But even in the bad news and even in this place that you're in, he says, I got a, an assignment for you to be productive despite your predicament. <laughs> he says, I want you to stay productive Despite your predicament, he says, I want you to build houses. I want you to plant. I want you to take wives that even though the situation isn't ideal and you're ready to get out of it, regardless of when you come out of it, while you're in it, be productive. Somebody say, be productive, be productive, be productive, be productive. Yeah, yeah. And the text not only shows us that God wants his people to be productive regardless of the predicament, but he expects it. Ah, because the latter part of verse six says that you may be increased and not diminished. Ultimately, what he's saying is, I know this is not news that you thought you would hear. I know this isn't the place that you thought that you would be in, but I still expect you to grow. Ah, that I still expect you to improve. I still expect you to advance, even though you're in a place that is not ideal. See, when we don't hear what we want to hear, and we're in places that we want to be in, we have the tendency in the pro to throw up our hands and say, I can't take this no more. <laughs> yeah, we got, we got the tendency and the proclivity to throw up our hands and say, I can't take this no more. And when you do that, you got to understand what you're doing. When you do that, what you're, un- what you're doing is you're making your circumstances sovereign and not your creator. 
Ah, when you do that, you made your predicament sovereign and not your provider. But when God is sovereign, you can be in a situation and still advance. Come here, Daniel. Daniel, just because you throw me in the lion's den, it doesn't mean I'm going to get eaten. Just come here, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Just because you throw me in the fiery furnace, it doesn't mean I'm going to burn. You must don't know the type of God I serve. You can quarantine me. You can break up with me. You can fire me. You can drag my name through the mud. But the one thing that you cannot shake and the one thing that you cannot touch is my trust in the sovereign God that I serve. Somebody shout, you can't touch this. <laughs> yeah, you can't touch my trust in God because I've seen him do too much. I've seen him move too much. I've seen him open doors and I've seen him close doors. You cannot touch this. Like I'm not going to make my situation sovereign. I'm going to make my savior sovereign. Because I got too much of a track record with the God I serve. <laughs> and, here, and here it is. I discovered that in this season there are sometimes people that think that just because they're not able to produce in this season that you can't. And they will put a limitation on you because somewhere they allowed their situation to limit them. But just because they can't doesn't mean that you can't. That this is something that was unprecedented. That this is something that was unexpected. And God says, I still want you to produce even in a situation like this. And if that is exactly what God is expecting you to do, and that is what you're getting ready to do. God told me to declare over your life, you're getting ready to deliver the unprecedented and the unexpected. Ah, I declare this over your life, that some of you, you're getting ready to deliver what you thought was impossible to deliver in this season. What others may have anticipated or expected for you not to produce. God says you're getting ready to deliver. And I'm just wondering, am I talking to anybody online that believes and receives the word of the Lord? And if you do so, why don't you type in the chat that I'm getting ready to deliver. Ah, that I'm still getting ready to deliver the book. I'm getting ready to deliver the business. I'm getting ready to deliver this thing that God has birthed in me. I'm getting ready to deliver. And as I studied this narrative, I discovered this, that the same people in Babylon in this exile experience, in this unfavorable situation, that the same people penned Psalm 137. <laughs> Psalm 137 was written by these people in an unfavorable predicament. And the, Babylon, uh, the uh, Babylonians came to them and said, sing us some of them praise and worship songs. And the exile said, how can we sing praises of God in a foreign land? See, see they thought since they were in Babylon, a place they didn't intend on being, and were going to be there longer than expected, they thought they couldn't praise God. But God is saying to them, even though, watch this, you're in a foreign place, you don't serve a foreign God. <laughs> that, that wherever you are, that's where I'm at. 
that you can praise me in a hostile situation, that you don't have to have perfect conditions for God to show up. As a matter of fact, all you got to do is open up your mouth because God declares in his word that he inhabits the praises of his people. And I dare you to open up your mouth right now if you need God in your situation. And when you open up your mouth, God will begin to move in your life like never before. I know you cannot get to the altar, but why don't you just build an altar right wherever you're at and open up your mouth and give God some praise. Where the real praisers at? See, when you are a real praiser, you don't need no musicians. When you are a real praiser, you don't need no praise and worship. When you are a real praiser, all you got to do is look back over your life and see all that God has brought you from. Will the real praiser stand up? Good God Almighty. Will the real praisers stand up that that God, he will multiply you even in the presence of your enemies. That he expects you to be productive despite your predicament. God is saying, in, in other words, do you. <laughs> don't, don't stop doing you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you may not be able to go to the salon to get your hair done, but still do your hair and do you. <laughs> you, you still may not be comfortable with going to the nail salon, but get them press-ons and, and do you. Don't allow the situation to stop you from doing you and being you. Be productive despite the predicament. The second thing I want to offer that he shows us how, how we are to overcome bad news. And the second point is we got to learn how to stay spiritual. <laughs> Somebody say stay spiritual. Yeah, the text says in verse 7, it says, And seek peace, seek the peace of the city where I have caused you to be carried away captive and pray to the Lord for it. For in its peace you will have peace. Notice the text doesn't say when you feel like it, pray. No, notice he says when, when you're in the city, seek the peace for the city, but also pray for the city. That, that nothing keeps you more spiritual than praying to God, and watch this, also praying for your enemies. <laughs> That is one thing to pray to God about your enemies, but God says, I want to take it a step further. I want you to pray for your enemies. And when you pray for your enemies, that is an act of you staying spiritual because flesh can't even do that. Because the truth of the matter is, when we get in situations we don't like or hear news we don't want to hear, we have the tendency to get in our flesh. I, I was studying this and I remember a time where I had just gotten married to Lady Renee, and we went on a cruise for our honeymoon. Went on a five-day cruise to Cozumel and all, you know, different places in Mexico, and we were going to have a good time for five days. Well, while we were on this cruise, we, we wanted to go on an excursion, this trip, and 
When I passed by the desk, I saw this, this uh, it was like a flyer that showed uh, these horses, these horses riding on the beach. And, and, and I said, ooh, that would be so romantic for us to go on this excursion, riding horses on this beach. And so we paid some, some $100 over, you know, $600 for this excursion, and that was not our experience. When we went on this excursion, it was almost like a dry forest, trees, and there was so many iguanas running around everywhere. I was ready to get up out the place. I'm like, where, where, where is the beach? Where is what they said they were marketing? And, and so here it is. We, we, we get done with the excursion. We go back to the cruise uh, uh, ship, and we get to the room, and me and my wife begin to have a conversation. She was like, yeah, we finna get our money back. She said, we finna get our money back. I'm like, yeah, we do need our money back. They, they done scammed us out of this trip. Like, that was nothing what they marketed. And she said, okay, when we get to the desk, I'm going to speak first. Whenever I can't get them going, wherever, whenever I can't, like, seem to get their attention, and they're not going to give our money back, you step in and you begin to speak. We got to the desk. And we said, please, can we speak with the manager? She said, the manager is busy right now. I can assist you. How can I help you? We said, I'm sorry. This, this excursion that we just went on, we felt like it was false advertisement. We thought we were going to be riding on the beach. We thought we were going to be, you know, uh, it was going to be a romantic experience. And that was not our experience. She said, I'm sorry, y'all. The trip is non-refundable. <laughs> she gave us some bad news. And my wife, being the gangster she is, she says, oh, y'all going to have to give us something back. Can I please speak to the manager? The person went and go get the manager. The manager comes out and says again, I'm sorry, it's non-refundable. I can't give you your money back. There's nothing we can do. And I'm finna go back to my desk. When she walked off, I said, oh, okay, 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 baby, I got it, I got it. And y'all, as we were trying to get our money back, we started to fight each other. Next thing you know, I am picking up my wife from the desk because she is going off and I carry her outside. And she says, I can't believe that you will pick me up and touch me like this. And, and she walks off. And, and for a whole few hours, she's at one part of the ship and I'm at a whole nother part of the ship wondering what done happened. <laughs> we received bad news in the minute we didn't hear what we expected we got in our flesh. <laughs> Maybe instead of talking to each other, we should have talked to God before we went to the desk. And sometimes we can get in bad situations and, and, and get in our flesh and respond out of our carnality. And we don't even know that we're not only hurting ourselves, we're hurting our witness. Because I guarantee you, there was somebody probably on that boat that was looking at us and saying, I don't know who them people are. But they crazy. <laughs> so when we get in bad situations and when we experience news that's unexpected, you got to stay spiritual. Somebody say stay spiritual. Thirdly, what the text teaches us is that we got to stay protective. Somebody say stay protective. Verse 8 
says, for thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, do not let your prophets in your diviners who are in the midst deceive you. God says, while you're in this place, don't just allow anybody to speak into your life. Because everything that's said isn't God sent. Ah. That everybody thoughts and opinions and advice, it isn't meant to settle in your spirit. That we all know somebody that always has the answers and solutions to every situation. And they say stuff like this, if I was you, I would do dot, 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 dot. If that was my man, I would do, how you gonna tell me what to do with my man and you ain't even married? Ooh, bloop, that's, let me keep on moving. And some of us, our situations worsen because we allowed who had, we allowed people who had no business speaking into us to speak into our situation. And God calls them false prophets. And here's the issue. All three of them, Ahab, Hananiah, and Zedekiah, up until this point, have been bona fide prophets of Israel. These are not evil men. They are not ugly and they do not have ill intention because a false prophet doesn't always have to be a bad person. A false prophet can be a friend. A false prophet can be a person that means you well. What makes them a false prophet? I'm glad you asked. Great question. Because they spoke without spending time with God. So in other words, you've got to be careful of receiving words from someone you know who ain't spending time on their knees. Ah, don't get me wrong. We can talk with some people. We can talk sports. We can talk entertainment. But when it comes to my life and my business, because there is wisdom I need for those things, I cannot just have regular conversation. I need inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And it determines not just who I talk to, it determines who I give my ear to. This is vetting season on who you allow to speak into your life, that not everybody has been assigned or ordained to speak into your life, but you got to determine if, if, if they're going to speak to your life, then they got to be connected to God. And I, and I begin to think about that thing, and I begin to think about this thing some more, and I ask the question, how were they so susceptible to, to hearing a word that was so far off? I said, how could they receive a word that was so off, far, far off from the heart of God? And the Lord says, it's because they were far off from me themselves. Ooh, good God. That when you're far off from God yourself, you become easily susceptible to hear a far off word from God. That's why you got to learn to get in the presence of God for yourself. That's why you got to learn to read the word for yourself. That's why you got to learn to pray and to talk to God for yourself. Because there are times where people will send a word that didn't come from God, but you got to have enough spiritual discernment and maturity to know that this isn't from God because he, he would have told me himself because I've been spending time with him. <laughs> that when you don't draw close to God, you'll just, you'll just receive anything. You gotta, you gotta stay protective. 
if you're going to overcome bad news. <laughs> I hope this is helping y'all because this is helping me. Last thing, and I'm done, Alton. You got to stay patient. Because God, he, he never leaves us in a predicament without a promise. Verse 10 says, For thus says the Lord, after 70 years are completed at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word towards you and cause you to return to the place. Somebody say, I'm going to return. I need you to receive that, that you're going to bounce back from this. That you're going to bounce back from this. He, he sends them a promise in the predicament. So even when you hear bad news, you got to know that, that God has promised you some things. What is he's promised you? He, he's promised us that he will never forsake us, but that he will be with us. The word says, I never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. That he, he's told us and he's promised us in his word that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. It might be formed, but it won't prosper. It might look like it's going to work, but it won't work. It might scare you a little bit, but it won't overtake you. It won't prosper. He also promised us in his word that, that weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. <laughs> in this text, he says, for I know the plans I have for you. Another translation says, I have an expected end. Some of you need to know that God has an expiration date on your predicament. And if you can stay productive, woo, if you can stay productive. If you can stay spiritual, if you can protect your ears, if you can stay patient, God says you'll get to the expected end. So every now and then, you got to look at your predicament and say, one of us is going to give up first, and it won't be me. <laughs> Even after receiving bad news, you got to say, I'm not going to give up. I'm going to keep going. And I won't just go through it. I'm going to grow through it. Why don't you lift your hands wherever you're at? Father, I pray. I thank you for your word. Pray that you give us the grace to be productive despite our predicament. God, give us the grace to stay spiritual. Help us to not get in our flesh. Because our flesh wants to respond to the bad news and what the enemy is trying to do in our life. Father, help us to stay spiritual. Let us, let us pray. Let us worship. Let us get in our word. And Father, help us to protect our ears and not just receive any word. 
and not just to allow anybody to speak into our life, God. God, I pray that you will send the right people for this right season that we're in so that we might receive the right word from you. And as we're in it, we're going to be patient until we see everything that you've promised us, promised us to come to pass. That is our prayer and our declaration this morning. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Come on, why don't you put those blessed hands together. Overcoming bad news. Don't let nothing stop you. Not even bad news or the unexpected. Don't just go through this. Continue to grow. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Man, that was an awesome word. We hope you were blessed today. And if you were, here's your opportunity to partner with our ministry by ways of giving. We have two different ways for you to give. First way, it's via Cash App, dollar sign Heavenly Gospel. Again, via Cash App, dollar sign Heavenly Gospel. Or you can go to our website, hglovespeople.com and press the Give button. Thank you so much for your partnership and your love. And we hope you have a great day.